Hey, real quick, would you like to join me for a fun and super practical challenge to increase your online visibility? The Visibility Kickstarter Challenge is hosted by my friend Alina Vincent, who, if you don't know, she is the queen of online challenges. <clears throat> and that means that this is going to be one of the most actionable, value-packed, and fast-to-implement challenges that you have ever been a part of. I recently used her challenge method in my last launch, and it was the most effective challenge we have ever run, and it was easier than any, ever, any challenge we've ever run uh, as well. It is completely free, so if you want to join me, I'll be there. Head over to jenlaner.com forward slash 084 to sign up. And again, that's jenlaner, L-E-H-N-E-R.com forward slash 084. Hey guys, it's Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and you're listening to the Front Row Entrepreneur Podcast with our girl, Jen. Okay, today we're going to do something a little different, something I've never done before, but this just feels like the right thing to do for a couple of reasons. So I'm in the middle of launching my flagship course, Front Row CEO. It's a course that teaches you how to hire and train and work with your perfect match virtual assistant. So this is somebody, ideally, who is with you for years, who grows with your business, not a contractor. And as I'm in the middle of this launch, I am traveling between Cleveland, Ohio, and New Orleans, Louisiana. In fact, I am in a hotel room right now in New Orleans, Louisiana, where I dropped my son off for his sophomore year at college. And I took my time coming down here. We had a really good time over the course of like three nights. We stopped along the way. I stayed here for a few days, and I'm going to take my time coming back all while I am in the middle of the biggest launch of my career so far. And I'm able to do that because I have this rock star team of virtual assistants who have my back, who make it completely possible for me to walk away from my business and not worry that everything's going to fall apart. So I really like it because as I'm launching, you know, it's very meta, right? So as I'm launching, I'm also showing how this actually really can be done. And also, this feels right because this episode was actually inspired by my lead executive virtual assistant, Nika. So I was saying to Nika, you know, we don't have a podcast this week. And what do you think we ought to do? And she said, well, Jen, why don't you take all those submissions that we got in the Facebook group and just rapid fire answer those questions? And I thought, well, that's a great idea. And that feels so right because I'm trying to explain to you how you can have a virtual assistant that is so much more than just someone you throw busy work at. Like your perfect match virtual assistant is someone who can say, you ought to do a podcast about this. And the only way you can get to that point with your virtual assistant is if your virtual assistant feels like a part of your business. That's like a huge part of being successful with a virtual assistant. And I know that seems like a mountain to climb or potentially like a mountain to climb from wherever you are right now, but I just want you to know it's really not that far away. 
So I'm going to take Nika's advice and I am going to go through these questions or rather these submissions and just answer these questions rapid fire style. Now, I also want to take a moment and put my marketing cap on and share with you that if you have a Facebook group, you definitely want to make, whether you're doing a pop-up group like this is, and by pop-up group, that just means that we created a special discussion group to coincide with this free training series that we're doing. So as people watch the videos, they can engage and ask questions and so forth. And before they came into the group, we asked them, what is the single biggest way that I can help you during this training? And so that's what I'm going to share with you today. These questions that they've shared with us and then my answers to those questions. Okay. So we're very unscripted and we're definitely freestyling here. Okay. Oh, so I guess back to my marketing cap, I want you to think about what questions you're asking. Those three questions that you're allowed in your Facebook group, what questions are you asking? Because these are worth their weight in gold. As I look at these questions, it can help me develop content actually in the product. It can help me understand what I need to talk about in this pop-up group. It also gives me language that I can actually pluck, literally copy and paste off of this spreadsheet and use it in my marketing emails, my sales page, all over the place. So make sure you're using those questions to their fullest. All right, we're going to start with Gia. Gia says she wants step-by-step way to build systems. I hear that word all the time, but I still don't know how to apply it to my business. Maybe it's just a certain learning style I need. I need help identifying what I need and then how to build a system around it. All right, Gia, we got you. So First of all, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me say this before, but it's always worth repeating. And that is that a system is really just a checklist. And so when we hear systems, it is easy to freeze up and be like, oh, you look around at your desk where you've got sticky notes everywhere and maybe day old coffee, two day old coffee in your Starbucks cup or maybe that's just me, maybe you're looking at your reality and then you hear the word systems and you're like, whoa, I am really far away from that. But really a system is just a checklist. And if you go to the grocery store every week with a checklist, you're going to the grocery store with a system. And so first of all, I just want to make that really clear. And the other thing is, in my opinion, the more simple a system is, the better it works. So That takes away the burden of feeling like you have to have a system that is super complicated funnel and it's got a Zapier connection and it tags people. And then after they get the tag, then they're going to get added to a group and they're going to get a text message and a direct message and a SMS and all the things. No, the simpler, the better. So that's first of all. The second thing is You don't have to be the person to create a system. And that's one of the unique things that I teach in Front Row CEO is that let's say that you want to create a system for how you manage your inbox. Well, you know how you manage your inbox because there's a certain way that you go in there and maybe you label things or you, you know what you always delete or what you put a star on if you're using Gmail, like you know how to do that because you just do that, right? But if you were to create a system for that, nobody's going to do that because it's just going to take you too much time. You're not going to stop and create a checklist for 
I do this, now I do this, now I do this. In the front row CEO's system, the way that we create systems is our VAs create the systems from the very beginning. So let me explain. When someone first starts in our business, we will give them a video that we've recorded. And usually they're just a screen share. We use Loom video, right? So maybe I'll just talk to myself as I'm working through my email, my inbox, and I'll say, okay, I'm putting a star on this because... I'm putting a label on this because, I'm deleting this because, and I'm just doing it anyway. So I'm not having to go out of my way to create this video. Just click a little button at the top of my screen. I start talking. The next thing I do is I will give this video to the virtual assistant and say, here you go, watch this, and then please create a system. And that means that the VA will either create a checklist based on the video that you've given her him and maybe also create screenshots if necessary, right? And you'll give them an, an example of this, of what a screenshot system would look like. And so now some really beautiful things are starting to happen because think about it. They have to watch your video and they have to listen so carefully that they are creating a system from it. They're going to have to create a checklist. So at the end of it, not only has a system been created, but now your VA knows exactly, exactly how to do whatever that thing is. And inbox management is just one thing. It might be how you set up a new client. It might be how you prepare your invoices. Okay. Now, The other thing that I was talking about goes to our next question from Lorraine. So Lorraine said, how do I offer support for things that I've never done, like skills that I don't know? And that's what I was about to say with the Pinterest. So let's say that you have a blog. You've heard all about how Pinterest is so great for driving traffic to your blog, but you don't know how to use Pinterest and you certainly do not have time to go and take some Pinterest course, okay? This is what we call in Front Row CEO a wish list training. So you can purchase a Pinterest course, let's say from somewhere like Udemy, you could get like a course for $12 or maybe you already have a course that you purchased from someone. You reach out to the person who created that course and just ask, is it okay if my VA accesses this course? Most people are usually fine with that. But the whole point is you provide them with the training via an online course. They watch the training and they come back to you because you're going to have weekly meetings. This is what we teach them to front row CEO. You're going to have a weekly team meeting via Zoom or Skype or whatever. And they're going to report back to you what they've learned, their ideas. And now see what's happening is you've given them a project where they get to use their skill set and their brain and to bring you ideas that can then be implemented in the business. Right from the beginning, you are showing your new VA that you value their input. You're not just a taskmaster throwing out busy work. And this is the kind of work that you can use to really leverage your growth. So now your virtual assistant takes the Pinterest course He comes up with a plan for how you might bring that into your business, how you might use that into your business. You give them the go-ahead to do X, Y, or Z, and now you've got Pinterest humming along nicely in your business. Your VA feels great. Your VA feels appreciated, and they've added a new skill to their skill set. So somewhere down the road, if they do leave you, they've got one more feather they get to put in their cap because they've been learning and growing. And every human is hardwired 
to want to learn and grow. We just are. So that's a wonderful thing. And it's also another benefit that you're able to give to your VA in lieu of a lot of money, which we're going to talk about a little bit more in just a moment as we go through some more of these questions. So Dustin says he's looking for a much more efficient virtual assistant selection process. Okay, so in Front Row CEO, every step in the program is basically templated, right? So somebody, when you join the program, you're given a template and a script for everything. So when it comes to posting your ad, we have just the right language for you to use. But the real key, the real special sauce that we use is a system of these trial tasks, okay? So as part of the application process, before they ever get to a live interview, there's a written interview, okay? And it's all, again, templated in Google Sheets so that when they put in their answer, it automatically goes into a spreadsheet that we give you, and it will automatically turn red if they've entered disqualifying information, okay? And I'm not going to go deep into that, but what I need for you to understand is that there's a way to really automate the whole hiring process to a degree. So they're going to fill out an online interview, first an application, then an interview, then they're going to complete some child tasks. They're very, I don't want to say easy, but they are easy. They're easy tasks, but they're tasks that really show you that they paid attention to detail, that they read your directions, and that they can do whatever that thing is, okay? And so basically, the bottom line is that by the time you are going to interview someone, you are only going to be interviewing people who have jumped through a number of hoops, and only the most qualified people are going to make it to the interview. That way, you don't have a bunch of emails flying back and forth and wasting a bunch of your time. And in the interview process, you know, you also don't want to be interviewing 10, 15 people and only come to find out when you get on the interview that they really have none of the skills that you're looking for. So that's a huge, huge time saver. And we feel so good about this process because we always get the best candidates on the interview because we've done our due diligence with this whole templated, systemized process that we give you. So Lindsay said she wants to learn ways to streamline. Well, this goes back to systems. So if your VA is creating systems for daily tasks, weekly tasks, monthly tasks, annual tasks, tasks that don't have regular intervals, then you have already streamlined your business. Not only have you created these systems that saves a lot of time, you are creating consistency in everything that you do. Because even if you can record a podcast episode, edit your podcast episode, create your show notes, post it to your blog, find the hashtags, even though you can do that and you've done it over and over again and you could probably do it in your sleep, whether in fill in podcasts with blog or emails or whatever it is, you know and I know that 
you forget stuff from time to time, right? You may have nailed it the first time, the second time, oh, you forgot to put in that link or you forgot to do that thing. When you have a system, not possible because it's a checklist and you must go through every item on the checklist and that way you don't have to think about it and everything is streamlined. So Anthony says, teach me ways I can utilize a virtual assistant. So Anthony wants to know the best ways he can work with a virtual assistant and here is the thing. So it's right here where I think people have the most trouble is just thinking like, well, what in the world would I even give to a virtual assistant? And so hopefully by now, just by me talking about the wish list training, you have had a light bulb go off and you understand now that you can basically hand anything that you don't know how to do, right? You don't have to know how to do something in order to assign it to a virtual assistant. So once you understand that, now you know you can do anything that you need to do in your business. So there's that. The other thing is to remember this is a two-way street, right? Like you want the communication to go both ways. So another thing that we teach in Front Row CEO is that in addition to having your weekly meetings where you're going to have the opportunity to have that back and forth and ask your virtual assistant where they see holes in your business or where they think they can contribute – You're also going to have, at least for the first month to three months, we recommend having a shared Google document. And every day before your virtual assistant signs out and is off the clock, that he or she will answer three questions. So what we say is, what did you do today? That's one question. The other one is, do you have any questions about anything? And then the third one is, do you have any suggestions? right? Because this is a wonderful way for your virtual assistant to say, hey, you know what? I'm really good at organizing. So why don't I go into this hot mess of Google Drive folders that you have or your Dropbox folders and let me sort those for you. And then finally, I would say once you get started, and I've got a long list, if you haven't downloaded it yet, it will be in the show notes, have a long list of tasks that you could give to your virtual assistant. And you can also go to Instagram and just look under the post for this episode at Jen underscore Laner, L-E-H-N-E-R. You can go to that Instagram post or click on the link in my bio and the list will be there as well. But it's like 160 plus tasks that you could give to your virtual assistant. And the thing is, what you will see is that once you get started, that you will have no shortage of ideas and things to hand to your virtual assistant. A lot of people will dip their toe in the water and they'll say, okay, I'm going to hire a virtual assistant, but I can only guarantee like 10 hours to start with because I just don't know if I have enough work. And almost every time within a week or two, they're already at like 40 hours because you start to see, wow, I am doing so much in my business that I never should have been doing to begin with. And man, it feels so good when you get to hand that stuff off so you can focus on the stuff that really brings in revenue and the stuff that you really enjoy doing. Which leads me to Katie's question. And she said what she wants to get out of the training is she wants to get non-billable tasks off of her plate. So let's just talk about that for a minute because I know that there are a lot of things that you do in your business that don't bring in revenue, but you keep doing them because you just figure that 
by the time you explain it to someone else, you might as well do it yourself. Or you think nobody else really could do it exactly the way you do it, or you're just really nervous about handing that stuff over. And that just really comes with the confidence to hand something off that you have always done yourself and you're so nervous someone else is going to mess up. That's a real thing. Like that's a natural thing. And it's not unhealthy, right? Like you don't want to just hand over the keys to the castle and walk away and be like, here you go. Good luck. No, of course not. I think it's really smart to move things over gradually. And the first things that we start with are the things that we really can't stand doing. The stuff you're most excited about handing off, that's what I say should get handed off first, right? The no-brainer stuff. Like, you know, unless you're a graphic designer, you should not be doing all your Canva designs. That is not what you're getting paid for. Again, if you're not a graphic designer, that is absolutely an hourly task that needs to be handed over. However, you might be nervous about that in the beginning because, well, you have certain brand guidelines. And if you don't, you will. Once you start working with a VA, we show you how to make sure that you have all that set up so that your VA knows what your color code is, what your preferred font is. And guess what? If you don't have that, this is the perfect thing. This goes back to creating a system where you can give your virtual assistant examples of things you do like and say, hey, here's three people who have designs I really love. I love how clean and simple and minimalist they are. Can you come up with something similar to this in Canva? They do. Then they create templates for it. And you'll have an opportunity to approve things before they start getting posted. But beyond that, once they start getting it, you don't want to be the bottleneck in your business. You don't want to have to check off every single design that they do. And nor will you have to, but it's a process of getting there. But it's just much easier than you probably think. And it happens a lot more quickly than you think because you're going to have those systems in place. And other non-billable things, gosh, there's so many. Basically, the way to look at a non-billable task is anything that you can't bill for, right? And also anything that just doesn't create revenue. If you're creating your signature talk, Maybe there's parts of that that are seem clerical because you're maybe you like to create your signature talks in a slide deck, or maybe you know you type them up on a Google Doc or whatever, but that's not that's actually completely a billable or revenue producing task because once you nail that signature talk and you can take that on the road, well, you get clients, you get customers, you, you know, that sells. That's something no one else can really do because that's your voice and that's your message. So you can't hand that off. And that's an easy way to understand what is revenue producing and what isn't. And being really honest about that because it's easy to trick ourselves into thinking that setting up that funnel, that's revenue producing. Yeah, the funnel will produce revenue, but you have no business setting that funnel up. You do not need to connect your convert kit with your click funnels. Nope. You need to sketch out, you know, if you're a marketing whiz and you know that you want to have an evergreen webinar in the beginning and then you want people to join a Facebook group and then you want them to get a series of, you know, seven welcome emails or seven, you know, nurturing emails. Yeah. That's worthwhile for you to sketch that out to strategize. But then we pass that off to the virtual assistant and we say, can you please make this happen? So Camilla asked for SOPs, processes, specific examples that will help me. 
and totally have you covered there. One of my favorite things when I join a program is when someone hands me a template. Man, I can do a lot with a template. I can crush a task if you give me a template. And so we made it a point in Front Row CEO to give you all of the systems that we use in our business, plus we've collected systems that other people have given us permission to share that they use in their businesses, whether it's client onboarding, how to produce a podcast, how to create a weekly newsletter, how to onboard someone for your membership site, how to offboard someone from your membership site. So we have we have tons of those. We've got them in the form of just actual checklists, and then we've got them, we've got Trello board templates all of that. But you can also, if you don't join Front Row CEO, just know that if you want an example of some processes or systems, just go to Google and type in Trello board processes or Trello board templates, rather. That's a much better search term. Go and search for Trello board templates and watch what comes up. Oh my gosh, there's so much good stuff. And if you specifically want like a customer service onboarding template, there's tons of stuff out there, but it's a great way to get you started on your own SOPs and processes. So Dumont says, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm hoping that this will put a sense of order to my business. As someone with ADD, I value organization and I can be really organized, but it's slipping away from me. Yeah. So I've never been diagnosed as ADD. I think I might also be ADD or ADHD. And I have uh, a good friend, Tracy Atsuka. If you are a person with ADHD, I highly recommend her podcast. It's called Smart Ass ADHD Women, and it is a fantastic podcast. And I hear her talking about this a lot and that it's something you sort of have to stay on top of, right? And I, so I get when you say that the organization is slipping away from you. And that is why a system is such a good tool for you. So having a checklist, having someone who is going to manage the checklist and not through those checklists is going to be especially valuable to you, Dumont. And then Andrew says he's interested in scaling up. And that is really the bottom line with all of this. And this brings us full circle. And I think we can close out here. And that is, we really can't scale, even if we're crushing it in our business. If we're, let's say you're a freelancer or an agency, or you are a coach or a consultant, there are only so many hours in the day is the bottom line, and you're only one person. So at some point, even if you double, triple, quadruple what you're charging, at some point you're going to hit a ceiling because there's only so much that one person can do. And if half your day or more is being eaten up by tasks that you could pay someone a few dollars an hour to do, then you just simply are not going to be able to grow. Now, on the flip side, imagine if you just took two hours, two hours out of your day and that you're currently spending on invoicing clients, on writing proposals or chasing down proposals that you sent and following up, if all you did was you took those two hours, you paid someone else to do that work and you used those two hours to make sales calls. So now tell me, were you able to grow in those two hours? Of course you were. Two hours of sales calls? In two hours of sales calls, I mean, I guess it would depend on how long your sales calls are. But let's just say that you're a coach who has a package that you're selling for, we're just going to use nice, even numbers, $1,000, okay? 
and you have five spots open and you spend two hours making sales calls or sending voice messages over LinkedIn or however your favorite prospecting method is, you spend two hours doing that. And let's say you just got one client, $1,000, and you paid a VA. We're going to go really high because that's a whole other topic, but we're going to say $10 an hour. So you spent $20 for those two hours that that VA worked to free you up to make $1,000. It's just really simple math. And once you see it start to happen, and you will very quickly, you just aren't going to look back. You're pretty soon, you're going to be handing tasks off left and right because you're going to see the actual curve of revenue in your business go in the right direction with, of course, the right direction being up, up, and up. And Glennis or Glennis said, I have had different contract staff over the years. And for the most part, I do it all myself. This needs to change if I would like the growth that I know is possible. Yes. So a lot of people, you know, a lot of us hire contractors here and there, and I still do. Like, I don't always need a landing page designer. I hire landing page designers when I need a landing page. So that's still a contractor position for us. But I've got a lot of other comments here that say, I keep thinking about hiring a VA, but feel like the tasks are so random and all over the place, it won't be worth the time or money to explain it to somebody. And I'm scared that after all the onboarding, they're going to leave not long after. And man, oh man, like that really sums up almost all the pain points that I hear from people. It's all of those things, right? That she keeps thinking about hiring it, but her tasks are all over the place And so it's just not worth the time and money because it's going to take forever to explain it to somebody. Now, I mentioned talking through the tasks using the little recorder, right? Like when you're trying to get a system created. But that's also a way to create trainings without having to spend a ton of time whenever you bring somebody new on the team. So essentially, when you create videos of the way you do things in your business, how you file things, et cetera, and by the way, it doesn't have to just be on the computer. This is for retailers as well. When you want to say, this is how we fold shirts. This is where we put the receipts. This is how we throw away the trash. Like anything, you can use your phone and videotape it and save the videos, save the links, And put them wherever it is you like to put stuff in your computer. Maybe that is on a Google Doc or it's in Asana or Trello or it doesn't matter where. As long as you have a place that you like that works for you that is collaborative, meaning it's cloud-based so you can share it with someone else. And so that's what alleviates that problem is you just have a training board. So when somebody starts, then you just say, here you go. There's definitely a process for this, and we go in depth in the program, but this is the gist of it, right, is that we have it very organized. So you you have the person start here. This is step one, step two. But really, on your end, you're already doing the work. It's just a matter of hitting the record button, talking through it, and then saving it. So back to Sylvie's final point. And I'm scared that after all the onboarding, they're going to leave. That is the whole idea behind all of this, okay? Whether you get abducted by an alien or a pandemic hits, imagine that, and people get sick or they aren't available or they have a loved one get sick or who knows what happens, all this crazy stuff that's happening. 
and you lose people or they quit or whatever, they don't work out, it's okay because someone else can now step right in and look at your systems that you have created and you never really have to go through all those first steps again where you create the videos and the systems because the person ahead of that person created the systems for you and they're there to live in your business forevermore. And the last thing I want to talk about is mindset. We throw that word around a lot, but when it comes to shifting from where you are now to an actual CEO in in your business, there were a lot of questions that were submitted about mindset and saying, you know, the truth is, if I'm being totally honest, I don't really feel like I have a real business. Like I tell people I have a business, but it doesn't feel like a quote unquote real business because I spend so much of my time like spinning my wheels. And I get that because that's exactly how I felt. I didn't feel like I was being wholly honest when I said I had a business. And if I were to call myself a CEO, I'm sure I would like roll my eyes at myself because like CEO, like who are you kidding? But you are the CEO and you're the CEO in your business right now, whether you're doing busy work or not. Okay. You own a business, you run a business, but to be the CEO that you're striving to be, to say that you're a CEO and believe it only comes from systemizing your business and scaling your business by bringing help into your business. You cannot do it all yourself. And so that mindset, that CEO mindset, it'll take care of itself, but you have to take the first step. And I have had hundreds of students at this point who have gone through my trainings, who have come back to be like, I'm a CEO. Like I am, Jen, I am a CEO. And I believe that I'm a CEO because my business is running the way a business should run. So man, I thought this was going to be like a super short little episode. As it turns out, I had a whole lot to say. I hope you found this helpful. If there's questions that I missed, and I'm sure that I did, just make sure and join our community. If it's at this, it's a pop-up group. So depending on when you're listening to this episode, it may or may not be there, but it's called the Solopreneur to CEO training series. And we'll make sure and link to it in the show notes page. And of course, you can go over to Instagram and the link will be in the bio. And again, that was Jen, J-E-N underscore L-E-H-N-E-R. So I'll see you soon. See you next time. 